With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When it rains, hit the lakes. Experience the best in weatherproof fun at Bolero. Bowl, play games, and treat your taste buds to Bolero's signature menu. Don't get wet, go bowling. Visit Bolero.com for hours and weekly specials. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to another episode of The Standard is the Standard. Now, if you are one of the people that were just listening to Lance and I on our Blog Talk Radio website, uh, you were in for a treat. We had a two-time Super Bowl champion and, and Steelers great Max Starks on the show. Um, if you are listening to this episode and didn't know that there was another episode going on, go to iTunes, check us out on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Listen to that interview. It's tremendous stuff. Great insight from a guy that was in the trenches, played for Mike Tomlin, still knows a lot of the players. Well, maybe not a lot, but I think he's still connected to the team in a way. Lance might be able to talk about that in a second. But um, huge props to you, Lance, for getting that hookup. I know you know Max Starks personally. Um, yeah, I thought it was a great interview. Uh, was there anything that popped out about that interview that you, you thought was a little surprising or, or, or anything, maybe even his prediction that he gave? I mean, Max is one of the most intelligent people that I've ever met. I mean, so to, to hear him just be able to rattle all that off, I'm not surprised. I mean, he, he's a very sharp guy, you know, very sharp individual, funny guy, very affable and very loved. I mean, guys love Max uh, in Pittsburgh. I'm sure Max could go to Pittsburgh and run for mayor and probably <laughs> win. Well, it depends on if Juju Smith-Schuster is running because if Juju Smith-Schuster is yes. running after what he did to perfect, he would win – uh, I think probably unanimous decision. I don't think anyone would vote for anyone else. But let's talk about some football because, my goodness, and I said this when we were talking to Max, typically you're coming off a primetime win, a come-from-behind win against the Baltimore Ravens where you clinch the AFC North Championship. And that's all everyone wants to talk about. But in my experience, I've been the editor behind the steelcurtain.com now for three seasons. Never once have I seen such a big win, such a dramatic win, and all the attention just shift like that to the next opponent. People were talking about the Patriots. I think before the, the players even got their hats and t-shirts on the field or in the locker room, it, it was insane. Um, this has been the game all season. When we did our preseason show lands, we talked about this game. Uh, when we went through all our predictions, it was this game. No one knew all the stuff that was going to happen leading up to this game. Like Edelman's gone. Um, you know, Ryan Chazier is injured. Uh, but here we are. The Pittsburgh Steelers play the New England Patriots Sunday at Heinz Field, 425, nationally televised on CBS. I'm telling you what, this is for the first round seed because, hey, who predicted it? Why? Well, maybe I didn't predict it, but I did say there's a good chance that, my, that they go down to Miami, the Patriots, and lose, and they did on Monday night. Now, that doesn't have too much of a bearing on the Steelers, but what it does do is if the Steelers win on Sunday, they basically have secured the number one seed in the AFC unless they completely fall flat on their face. Um, they have secured that number one seed. There's a lot riding on this game. Uh, Lance, just real quick. I mean, I want to know what your gut 
reaction feeling is as we approach this contest? Jeff, before I give you my gut feeling, have you ever popped your collar? No, I actually don't like people that do that. Why? <laughs> I want you, you need to pop your collar. I, I mean, I don't even have a collar on this shirt. Yeah, you're Jeff Stradamus. Come on, man. You, I mean, you got to give yourself credit. You, it's not the first I mean, time I predicted something either. Remember, I predicted Alejandro Villanueva's contract. Yes. Said, okay. What can I say? Jeff Stradamus, <laughs> Joy Stradamus. I mean, pop it, I mean, pop it, you got to claim you, it. I mean, yeah, there it is. There, yeah, for the YouTube followers. That, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. My, my gut reaction and... You know, this is very joyous. It's the Christmas season, Hanukkah, so on and so forth. You know, but I think we're going to have to shift back to our normal roles. Jeff is joy. I'm misery. Mm -hmm. And my gut feeling is they're going to get their ass whooped. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, I mean, I mean, <laughs> that's my gut feeling. I mean, I, I, you know, I saw that defense. I mean. My gut feeling is that they're going to get their ass whooped. I mean, my gut well, feeling is the Patriots can get it any which way they want to get it. Well, and, and it's no surprise for those that have listened to the show before that I'm very positive going to this game because what do I always talk about? The offense. And I love the Steelers matchup with the, the New England Patriots defense. And what do you normally cover? The Steelers defense. And I cannot stand the Steelers defense <laughs> against the Patriots offense for so many reasons. So there's a good that's, – that's why you're – thinking they're going to get their asses whooped, and I think the Steelers are going to be able to put some major points up on this team. So what do you want to talk about first, offense or defense? Do we want to talk about joy or misery first, I guess is the question. You know, in, in the famous words of uh, Rob Bass, joy and pain, I, I'll take joy first before I get to the pain. Okay, all right, well, let's talk about this because I've been thinking a lot about this. I just don't think the New England Patriots defense does anything great. Nothing. They're well coached. They know their jobs and they typically do their jobs. But this defense is very middle of the road and it's very unorthodox for a Patriots defense. They've got a lot of injuries. I get that. Donta Hightower. Um, I know that a couple of their defensive backs have been in and out of the lineup. I think Bill Belichick listed, I think, half of their active roster as a limited participant today in practice, but um, which tells us absolutely nothing. It's just what he always does. For me, this is a game where the Steelers can send a message to the Patriots, to the NFL. We're not messing around anymore. We're just going to go out there and we're going to drive it right down your throat however we want to do it. And it could be with Le'Veon Bell running the football. It could be by them spreading them out, running no huddle, and just up-tempoing them to death. I think it could even be if they want to go power. The problem is, is that the Steelers oftentimes, and they did it again on Sunday Night Football against the Ravens, for whatever reason, I have no clue why Todd Haley and or Ben Roethlisberger has ever, would ever do this, but they do it all the time. They stop doing what works, and they feel like they want to totally change the script, and that's when they start stumbling. So against the Baltimore Ravens, they come out, they spread them out, they're throwing the football, they're no huddling on the offensive side, and they score two touchdowns. They turn an interception from Joe Flacco into seven points, they score on their next possession, and then in the second and third quarter, what do they do? They decide they want to go heavy. They decide they want to put Roosevelt Nix in the backfield. They want to throw out an extra tackle uh, as a tight end, as an eligible receiver. 
it doesn't work. The Ravens' defense is is built to stop that type of attack. And so all the success you had spreading them out now is nullified, and they don't get back to it until when? The fourth quarter, when they have to score 11 points to come back and win the game. So I think that the Steelers need to be smart here. I think they need to have the plan that we're going to go up-tempo. I think that's their calling card this year. Go up-tempo. And when they go up-tempo, they need to make sure they continue to run the football, though. You don't want Ben Roethlisberger throwing the ball 66 times this Sunday. At least I don't. Le'Veon Bell needs to run the football more, but they can run it from the spread formation. And here's the key. I would be really, really excited if Vance McDonald is playing. I just don't think he's going to. He has a shoulder injury. He's uh did not practice today. I just listened to Mike Tomlin on his Tuesday press conference. It doesn't sound like this guy's going to be back in time. But Vance McDonald's a great blocker. But you know what? who they get back is Juju Smith-Schuster. And he is a tremendous blocker. And I'm not talking about the hit on Vontez Perfect, as awesome as that was. I'm talking about how when they go into that bunch formation, you basically have a tight end in Juju Smith-Schuster and the fact that he can take on a linebacker, he can take on definitely safeties and defensive backs, he can really open some holes for this offense. They need to run Le'Veon Bell to win this football game. When it rains, hit the lanes. Experience the best in weatherproof fun at Bolero. Bowl, play games, and treat your taste buds to Bolero's signature menu. Don't get wet, go bowling. Visit Bolero.com for hours and weekly specials. Hey, sports fans, football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with MyBookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. Max said it in our interview, and I'll reiterate what he said. Bill Belichick will take someone away. He's going to say, this guy isn't going to beat us. And honestly, I don't think that guy's going to be Le'Veon Bell. I don't think that there's any way they're going to load the box and say, we're going to stop the run. Because personally, they know that if you put one, Antonio Brown one-on-one, he is going to torch you the entire game. They will torch you the entire game. You want to disguise different zones and, and man coverage schemes, whatever the case may be. Juju Smith-Schuster from the slot has been tremendous this season. We saw Jesse James show up in a big way and Vance McDonald when he was healthy last week against the Ravens. This Steelers offense is just starting to blossom. And that's a scary thing for the rest of the NFL, and it should be a really scary thing for the New England Patriots. If I were to guess... They're going to double-team Antonio Brown almost every single play to say, we're not going to let 84 beat us. And that's why this should be the number 26 show. One thing that I've seen from Ben Roethlisberger that's been really, really positive for me is he's learning just to check the freaking ball down. It's open. Check it down to Le'Veon Bell, game five or six, and then play the next down. It's it's mind-boggling how now that he's starting to do that, not only to, to Bell but to also Jesse James, 
The offense is just rattling off first downs. They're putting themselves in manageable third down situations. It's working. And so if Ben Roethlisberger from a between the ears above the next standpoint can play the way that he has been, I have no doubt that this offense will be able to go out and move the football. But the ultimate key for me outside of run the ball and outside of protecting the football, which we could say protect the football every week, you can't turn it over against the Patriots, you can't beat yourself, is the red zone. And that's something that we spoke with Max about in our interview, is that when the, when the grass gets short and you have that extra defender in the end zone and the sidelines and that back end, end line, how are you going to be creative to create space? I, thought, I, th- I honestly believe that in the last... You could probably go back to the Packers game and maybe definitely the Bengals game. The red zone offense has been better. They're being more creative. They're taking what the defense is giving them. Uh, they still try to get cute sometimes, but I like the way they're headed. If they can put touchdowns on the board, Chris Boswell's kicking nothing but point afters. I like the Steelers. Really, I, I really do like the Steelers' offense in this matchup. I think that they should be able to move the ball and put up points. What do you think, Lance? I don't disagree. I, I think if you're Bill Belichick, this game comes down to a stop or two. I, I think he realizes with his defense, the injury situation, the lack of athleticism, which really showed against Miami that you're just trying to not die a quick death. You just want Ben to be patient. So you want it to come down to a possession or two. And I agree. They're going to play a lot of too high safety looks to take A.B. out the game because you want Ben to be patient. You want to see the big Ben that calls those two terrible plays at the end of the game to give the ball back to the Ravens. You want to play to Ben's instinct of not being as patient as he needs to be and slowly take what a defense has given him. You want to play to the fact that Ben may get a little bit impatient and try to go for the big play to Martavis or try to go to the big play with A.B., put him in the third and ten and you punt. Bill Belichick is only playing for a couple of punts. That's it. One thing they're going to absolutely do is they're going to bracket A.B. in the red zone. They will play Malcolm Butler against him a touch one-on-one. And the one thing that they do do is they typically have a linebacker at about four and a half yards depth and they chip Antonio Brown when he's running drag routes or crossers. They, they really fear that route because they don't want to deal with A.B. with the ball in his hands as a runner where he can make moves in open field and get yards after the catch. But I agree with you, Jeff. I think the Steelers' offense needs to be absolutely aggressive, but I think they have to pay a large focus on complementary football because this defense is going to need points to protect it. It's not time of possession. It's points. Points are a defense's best friend, and they're going to have to score, score a lot, not necessarily possess the football, but score touchdowns. I don't care if they get it in two seconds, two plays, ten plays, whatever. Okay, you well, can't, necess- you, you can't necessarily slow play Tom Brady. You just have right. to score touchdowns, score in the red zone, and score points so you can put this defense in some obvious situations where they're just going up against the pass because the Patriots got to come back. But if the Patriots have two-way go, can run it and pass it and play action it, it's going to be really tough on this defense. 
Now, before we move on to defense, I have, a, I have one. I have a question for you, and two, I have some players to watch. This is a new thing I'm going um, to add. Obviously, players to watch. You talk about Ben Roethlisberger, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown. We all know this. Those are obvious. Martavis Bryant is going to be big in this game, and fans are already pissed off that he missed practice today for family matters. I don't know what's going on in his life. Heck, the guy's got a lot of stuff going on in his life. Stuff happens, but he missed practice. He's supposed to be back tomorrow. I think that Martavis Bryant and Juju Smith-Schuster and possibly Eli Rogers are going to be very, very important because they are the one-on-one matchups in the red zone especially. You talked about the drag route and having that linebacker chipping at Antonio Brown. We've seen what Martavis Bryant can do if, if they run that successful drag route with him. I wouldn't be shocked to see some crossers across the middle, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster and Jesse James working the middle. Uh, th- th- what we have seen, and it's something we've said on this show many times, the middle's open. They just weren't throwing it there for the first half of the season. And now they're starting to, and you're starting to see success, and it's also opening up the boundaries. Where has Antonio Brown been killing people with deep plays? The boundaries, because they're hitting the middle and they're forcing those safeties and those cornerbacks to stay in the middle and not be able to jump those outside routes. But here's my question for you, Lance. You're, you're Mike Tomlin. You've got your, I see you got your little Steeler hat on. You look good. you got the headset on. You're ready to go. Coin tosses up in the air. Pittsburgh wins it. What are you doing? Taking the football? I'm taking the ball. I'm taking the football, man. I want to set a tone straight up and score okay. seven points. I'm taking the football. I'm in ultra-aggressive mode. Ultra-aggressive mode. I, I'm, not putting that, I'm not putting that defense on the field first. So it could be I get seven that, but that, but that, that, that first possession of the third quarter is pretty enticing as well, and you got to think that the crowd's going to be into it. I understand the aggressiveness. I always want to be aggressive, but I also know the sometimes aggressiveness turns into stupidity, and that can't happen against New England because Bill Belichick's going to be aggressive in his own way. He's also going to be very calm, even keel. That's his demeanor. I'm not saying Mike Tomlin's attitude or anything like that has anything to do with it, but in terms of going for it in certain situations. The Steelers need to be smart. So you're going to take the football, but let's assume that we say, you know what? We want that second half possession. We're kicking off. What's the defense going to do to try and slow down Tom Brady? Well, first of all, I mean, when you, when you look at the Patriot offense, you look at their backs, they have a multitude of running backs, Burkett. Um, they have Hogan, Gronk is back. You have Brandon Cook. And the thing that stood out in the Miami game is Miami has something that the Steelers don't have right now. And I want to ask, I know I heard that Joe Hayden was practicing this week. Do you think there's a possibility that Joe Hayden will play in this game on Sunday? Well, you know, he was a limited participant in practice today. He talked to media after practice. He said that he was really pushing himself hard today. In other words, he's really testing out his leg. So it all depends on how he feels tomorrow. If he shows up to work and he's fine, he feels like he can fully participate. If, if you see Joe Hayden as a full participant tomorrow, I like his chances of playing. If he's limited or doesn't practice, there's no shot. So I think he could, but let's assume he doesn't. Let's assume that he doesn't for now, and then we'll talk about how that might change if he does. If he doesn't play, I think you're going to have to see them play. They're going to have to play a lot of zone, unfortunately keep things in front and tackle. They just can't hold up on the back end, in my opinion, in one-on-one coverage against Cook or Gronk or Hogan. And I don't know if they can really hold up in the passing game against 
Amendola, if he does play, Cook, or any of those guys, or, or, or excuse me, any of the running backs against the linebackers. I don't think they can hold up there. I don't think the Steelers have an answer as to who that other inside line. I think it's going to have to be two guys. It's going to have to be Fort. I think it's going to have to be Sean Spence. I think it's going to have to be both of those guys. So that's in flux as well. But the biggest thing, and I think the easiest way that the Patriots can get after this Steeler defense is simply by running the football. The Steelers have showed since Ryan Shazier has been out that they cannot stop the run. They're giving up six yards per carry. And we saw that they cannot get to the edge on off-tackle runs. So if you're the Patriots, I think the Patriots are going to spread the Steelers out, like Max said, run in 11 personnel, and it be a really more of a run-heavy, more of a traditional play-action passing type game against the Steelers. I don't think they have to spread the Steelers out and throw it 50 times to get after the Steelers. I think they'll run the football. And, and, and matriculate the field, football down the field. I, I think for them, if you look at the score, they want to keep the Steeler offense off the field. So I think they'll slow play it some. And I think the ideal score for them is between 28 and 31 while they're limiting the Steelers' possessions. So I think you're going to see a run-heavy dose of New England this game, and, and they're going to be sprinkling in some short stuff to the running backs to – convert third downs, and I think you're going to see your deep shots to Hogan, Gronk, and Brandon Cook as well, mixed in. You know, I thought a lot about how the uh, picturing in my mind what this Patriots offense might be trying to do. It also comes down to what I think the Steelers defense is going to try to do. Think back to last season when the Steelers hosted the Patriots. Now, Ben Roethlisberger was injured and Landry Jones played. Didn't happen. That didn't matter with the defense, though. Now, granted, that defense did have Ryan Chazier, but if you think back, they did not blitz Tom Brady. They rushed four. They dropped everyone back. And do you remember what happened? It was so fr- so frustrating. Tom Brady was running for first downs. I'd have to look up his rushing yards. I think he rushed for over 30 yards in that game, maybe even more. Um, they were just checking the football down to their those very small, very good, quick running backs. I could see a very similar approach to this because I don't think the Steelers are going to want to be ultra aggressive against him, at least off the start, because he'll he'll pick you apart. I mean, you saw against Miami on Monday night, if you watch that game early on, they, they confused him. That's not going to happen a lot. Uh, that's a divisional opponent. They, they know the tendencies. They know what works and what doesn't. Pittsburgh might try to mimic that, but I don't think you're going to beat Tom Brady like that twice. Um, it's going to be a tall test. But I think if you said you said what you said about Belichick in the defense of New England against Pittsburgh's offense, I think it's the same exact thing for Keith Butler and the Steelers' defense in terms of you just want a couple punts. I don't care how it happens. Drop passes, tipped balls, um, Brady has a hangnail on trips. I don't, I don't freaking care. They punt the football away. That's a win, period. Um, I think this could be a really high-scoring game, to be honest. Um, do you think offense would be similar to what they did last year? If you look at the stats from that game, and I'm glad you brought it up, Brady ran the ball five times for 13 yards. Interestingly enough, in that game, 
LeGarrette Blunt ran it 24 times for 127 yards, averaged 5.3 yards per carry. And Brady only threw the ball 26 times, but he did complete 19 of those for a passer rating of 124 and two touchdowns. That's how I envision they will try to get after the Steelers. They scored 27 points in that game, really controlled the clock in the second half. And I think you're right. Both defensive coordinators, they have rusty knives, you know, in their tool shed. I mean, the defenses are at the are going to be at the mercy of both of these offenses. And I think they're going to want to limit possessions, particularly New England on the defensive side of football. I, I don't think they want to go blow for blow, toe for toe, let's play a shootout with this Steeler offense, especially on the road with Ben Roethlisberger and all those weapons. So I think you're going to see them run the football, slow it down, slowly matriculate the football field down, the ball down the field, and take their shots when they get them. But if they have a drive where they convert three or four third downs and they're eating up clock and they score a touchdown on a a six-and-a-half-minute drive, that's a double win for them in this game. And that's the stuff that happens a lot when the Steelers play the Patriots. There's drives where they just cannot get off the field. It is absolutely demoralizing. And if the Patriots connect on a flea flicker, I might punch someone in the face. I don't know who. Um, (laughs) Don't be around me because, my gosh, be on your – I don't know. I don't want to talk about that AFC Championship game. We literally took like a four-month hiatus after that game because we didn't want to talk about the Steelers (laughs) at all. So let's hope that doesn't happen again. Now, I just looked up the odds for this game and where they are now. I was kind of surprised, to be honest with you. Um, have you checked recently, Lance, of what the uh, the latest odds are on this contest? Let me guess. That's and odds say, meaning the, the, odds. the line. You mean the line for this game? Yeah, the Vegas spread. Uh, because the Patriots lost on Monday night, I think the Steelers are going to be to five-point favorite. Wrong. Uh, the opening line in this contest was the Patriots giving one, and it moved all the way to the Patriots giving three. Even after the, the loss? Yes. Wow. It, it went up after the loss. And that's, uh, you look at some of the sports books in Vegas, uh, Bed Phoenix is, is minus three, my bookie's minus three, Bovada's minus three, five dimes minus 2.5. Um, but all of them have the same over under at you know 53. What that is. You know what that is. Oh, they're they're just trying to get that money. They're, they're trying to you know that. No, 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 no. You well, know that part, but you know, <laughs> you know why they're the favorite, right? Well, they own Pittsburgh. Tom's mad. No, we. Tom's mad. Tom's mad. You know he's well, mad because he didn't play a good football game, and so he's going to release the Kraken and take it out on the Steelers <laughs> next week because Tom is mad. He's you mad. know what they do? He's mad. Yeah, he's mad. Punk. Uh, but you know what? The funny thing is, <laughs> he didn't even have the – I was shocked. I didn't know this at the time. I didn't watch all that game because it was late. I think I watched into the third about halfway through. And uh, when I went to bed, I checked the score. I was like, dang, the Dolphins might win this game. I didn't realize they didn't even convert a third down in the entire game. It was the first time since 1991 that the New England Patriots have not converted a third down in a football game. And I know some Steeler fans were just salivating, like, oh, I can't wait till they come to Pittsburgh. 
yeah, let's pump the brakes on that a little bit. They're they're not going to have a poor game twice, not in a row. That doesn't mean the Steelers can't win. It means that I you can't expect Tom Brady to stumble through a football game like he did on Monday night. I do think it helps the Steelers that they're playing at home. That's huge for this team. I do think it helps that the Miami Dolphins, or they hosted that game. So the New England Patriots traveled on Monday night. They had to travel back there on a short week, and they have to travel again. NFL schedule makers don't do this often. So the Steelers have an advantage there as well. Um, an extra day of prep. There's no better place to watch football with friends than Buffalo Wild Wings. They've got all the games on wall-to-wall TVs and a new $5 game day menu with 38-ounce pitchers of Bud Light, Coors Light, and Miller Light, cheeseburgers and brats, and select cocktails. And every Sunday, you can play an exclusive fantasy football game with DraftKings with prizes like free wings for a year. Get to Buffalo Wild Wings for our $5 game day deals. When football is on, you have to be here. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings. Beer. Sports. Price and participation vary. Subject to restrictions. Limited time only i guess now it comes down to lance what do you think is going to happen i I have a feeling i know which way you're going to go you might not know which way i'm going to go so why don't you go first with your score prediction and your prediction on this game well you know being true to my prediction that we gave several weeks ago i'm going to stick to that although i would not be surprised i think that the patriots are going to release the kraken and the Billy is going to do his happy dance in Pittsburgh. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not a historical stat guy because, you know, none of that matters. However, if you look back at the last two games, the Steelers just don't have a good plan for what Brady does. And, and the most, and, and I've watched a lot of game film. I've watched a lot of quarterbacks. The thing that impresses me about Brady more than anything, you know, it's not necessarily his arm. His accuracy is fantastic, but he's not more accurate, so to speak, than Drew Brees. Um, uh, It's his patience. He will wait you out until you make a mistake, and then he gets you. You can put together three or four really good plays, a couple of good series. You play a a couple of loose plays, loose series, it's 21 nothing. Game's over. And you're like, wow, we've pretty much handled this guy. We've played pretty well. And all of a sudden, you find yourself down 21-10. The tone of the game has changed. And, and they're getting on the bus and going back to Foxborough with another win. I hate to say this in the show. My brother is a Patriot fan. He goes by the hook of Big Pat's fan. You know what he calls Heinz Field? Um, home Field South. He calls it Gillette South. Oh, I was close. I was really close. <laughs> he calls it Gillette South, our home away from home. <laughs> and, I mean, what the hell can I say? The Billy gets his Billy on when it comes to the Steelers. Hopefully, Keith Butler has something in his bag that he can pull out that they haven't seen. Because that's the other thing. Because Brady has been in this offense so long, and because they're so well coached, they have the ability to adapt in-game. 
Last year in the AFC Championship, they ran four wide receiver sets prior to that game 10 times the entire season. How do you prepare for that? So the Steelers in this game will really have to choke off the run and tackle and not give it up too fast so the Hall of Fame quarterback on the other side of the ball can put on the cape and hopefully carry this team to a victory. What say your, you, Jeff? Well, no, I want to know your score prediction. Uh, my score in this game is I like the Patriots to win this game 31-28. Steelers lose on a late field goal. And the Patriots have the number one seed. I think it's going to be really close. I think it's going to be a really close game. And it's going to come down to red zone execution because I think both of these offenses will move the ball within the 20s with relative ease. All right. All right. Um, I know I picked this as a loss when we went over the last half of the schedule. Or whatever it was, last six games. I don't freaking know. Um, <laughs> I've got a feeling though. I've got a couple. I've got a couple feelings. Now hold on here. Hold on. I, I, I got a lot of feelings. Joy has got a lot of feelings here. I think the Steelers win this football game. A lot of it hinges on Joe Hayden playing, though. I want to look. I, I want to do this. I, I'm going to do this before the website. I, I just thought of this. I'm going to write it down. I want to go back and look how Joe Hayden has done against Tom Brady in his career. So one thing, it's been pretty good. I mean, he played on bad teams, but I think he played pretty well. Uh, Joe Hayden being back there would be tremendous. Why? You would have that secondary intact that was the number two pass defense earlier in the year. Artie Burns, Joe Hayden, Sean Davis, Mike Mitchell. That's going to be big. It's going to be important from a communication standpoint, getting one on the same page. It allows Mike Hilton to just do his job in the slot. And you also have Cam Sutton to be able to come in uh, if things go south. I, I think that that's your best case scenario. This is more about the Patriots, though. What I've seen about the New England Patriots, and everyone loves Tom Brady, and everyone loves Bill Belichick, and they slobber all over this guy, these guys every freaking week. <sighs> the magic is going to end sooner or later. I'm not. It might end now. It might end next year. It might end when Brady stops playing when he's 55. I don't know. But what I do know is that the Steelers win, and this is the beginning of the end for this New England Patriots team this season. I'm going to have a couple predictions here. The Steelers win this football game, and it's going to be close. I'm going to have a final score. Pittsburgh Steelers 31, the uh, New England Patriots 30. Chris Boswell saves the day again. But I'm going to make another prediction. They don't play the uh -oh. Patriots. They don't play the Patriots again. I don't think the Patriots oh. make it. To see to hot to see Heinz Field again because I think the the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be the number one seed, and I don't think the Patriots are going to get the number two seed oh. because I think this is the beginning of the end for them. I think that either the Jets or the Bills, someone the Jaguars might actually grab that second seed, and I could see for the first time in Lord knows how long they might actually be playing on Wild Card Weekend. I just have a gut feeling that this Patriots oh. team is is there to be had. Their defense is soft. They're banged up on the offensive line. Tom Brady has been sacked already more this year than he was all last year combined. I just think that the Steelers, they've been building up for this game. 
Mike Tomlin has been talking about it since the Green Bay game in Week 12. This is the game. Now, with the Steelers lost, I wouldn't be stunned. I, I, that's, any realistic Steeler fan wouldn't be stunned. But at the same time, I just have a feeling that this is the chance that the Steelers have to really put their pedal down and get that number one seed, but also plummet the Patriots in the standing. <laughs> oh. if, the Patriots, if the Patriots were to lose this game, they would have how many losses? Four. Four. And the, that's the same as the Jacksonville Jaguars. And so then you get into the head-to-head matchup with those two who haven't played, I don't think, this year. Then it gets dicey the right down the stretch. The Pittsburgh Steelers could coast. You, you have, only have to win one of your last two, and you're in. You're the number one seed. Easy. You need to beat the Browns or the Texans. Which one? I mean, whatever. So I think the Steelers win 31-30, a classic football game. I think that Chris Boswell saves the day. I think he saves the day again. I know I'm joy. I know I'm super optimistic. I know that that is ridiculous. But hey, I I predicted the loss in Miami. I I've predicted stuff before. Let's just all say a little prayer tonight that I my this prediction is true too. You're gonna predict the fall of Western civilization as well. I did predict the fall of the Ottoman Empire, but that was a long time. ago. <laughs> hey, let me give you these stats. <laughs> let me give you the stats from that Tom Brady performance against Cleveland last year. And if you guys remember, that was the first time, that was the first game after the suspension. He was 28 for 40 for 406, three touchdowns, and 127.7 passer rating. Okay. Well, Joe Hayden played it more than once. So I just, I wanted to go back to that game because I knew about that game. Yeah. Uh, You know, but yeah, it'll be interesting to look. I want to look at that on film as well. So, Jeff, man, before we get out of here, what you, what you got brewing for the website? Are you going to talk to the Patriots guy? I mean, this yeah. is week, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Rich, Rich Hill. I know him well. We uh, spent some time this summer down at the uh, SB Nation DC campus. Uh, met him. He's a great guy. Um, runs a good website. If you're wondering now what's going on the Patriots side of things, check out patspulpit.com. Um, obviously, I, I might actually see if I can get him on a podcast at some point in the later ends of the week, he, he would be a great guy to talk about. He's very straight up and straight down. He's not going to sway one way or the other. Good guy. Um, other than that, and I do want to do some stuff with Rich coming up on the, on the website, but um, we've got some film room stuff coming up. Um, we're going to be talking about the spread. Uh, really all this great commentary is coming up for the Steelers coming into the, the Patriots game. Um, one really good commentary about the Shea leave uh, hashtag. That's kind of running rampant. It's a good, good, good piece from Brian Anthony Davis. So, Make sure you check out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com for all your Pittsburgh Steelers needs. The site has been humming this week, and rightfully so. Uh, Lance, anything to say before we get out of here? Shay leave, and I hope I'm wrong, and I yeah. hope you're right. Shay leave, man. Take your own words, but this guy is going to – he and Danny <laughs> Rooney are going to lift this team up. To I told seven. you, man. It's hard being optimistic. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> so you can only do it. You can only do it for like two weeks. After two weeks, you're exhausted. I'm totally Ooh, I'm exhausted. From- <laughs> I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm totally exhausted, man. Whew, I'll all let right. you hold. I'll let you hold the mantle. Absolutely. Well, um, by all means, thank you for getting that hookup with Max Starks. Uh, check that out on our iTunes store on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. It was definitely worth the listen. It's only about 10 to 15 minutes in length. And uh, we'll see you next week after the Steelers pretty much lock up the number one seed. And Lance will have to say that, you know, I was right, he was wrong. So there you go. Uh, We'll see you next time. Bye. 
It's so hot outside. Time to go bowling. Stay cool at Bolero. With air-conditioned lanes, ice-cold beer, and a striking selection of signature cocktails. Roll in, chill out, and have fun. Visit Bolero.com for hours and weekly specials. My name is Spencer Hall. My name is Jason Kirk. My name is Ryan Nanny. And when we combine, we form the, the Shutdown, Shutdown Fullcast. Fullcast. I keep telling you, we're not Voltron. The Shutdown Fullcast is technically a college football podcast, but it's also a show about lawn care disasters, regional grocery stores we love, Tennessee Batman, homeowners associations, Bears and video games. I mean, there's also some actual football discussion, like about coaches having huge contracts or coaches making terrible decisions or coaches saying really stupid things. Or the NCAA saying really stupid things. Yeah, there's lots of stupid things in this big, dumb, beautiful sport. Sometimes we talk about football games. Allegedly. If you want to take college football exactly as seriously as it deserves to be taken, come find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts like this one. The Shutdown Fullcast. It's not Voltron.